Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the blind, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. He's got the ball. Jared Hayes. Hayes. Superstar. Superhuman. Collie Bottelite. The speed of a bullet. He hits it. He's got it. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Had a question sent in from one of my listeners the other day, David, asking me about the best kickers of all time. Now, I'm assuming David means general player. We could do a goal kicking one later. If you want to hear that one, send me a message and I'll see what I can come up with. But general play kicking is something that I I really do enjoy. It's, it's, a, it's a real specific art that I think, um, you know, it can really separate a good team from a bad team, how your last tackle options uh, look and just the timing of kicks. I mean, the art of kicking early in a set that, you know, I, I, I think Cameron Smith has really nailed that over the last five or six years. I think it's something that's um, that's really been underrated in his game, same as Cooper Cronk's, just the understanding of when a third tackle kick can really come in handy and I, I just think that over the years we've been we've been so lucky with the amount of gifted general play kickers we've had, and I think I, I think as fans we can be really hard on them. And I mean, fuck if if you go and join a bloody Oztag team and you have to put in the kicks, like God, it's hard. And these blokes they just make it look so easy. It's incredible the control they've got on a football at the pace they're going with the pressure that's coming on them. I mean. You know, three quarters of these kicks after you hit them, you know, a hundred and ten kilo human belts the living shit out of you when you're not watching. Like, it, it, to 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 be a general play kicker in rugby league, you have to be a brave bastard to start, and then you have to be skillful as all hell. And I mean, you think about these guys that are doing ten, fifteen, twenty five kicks a game, they're getting belted each time. I mean, it's only over the last few years we've started to take care of our kickers. You know, some of these guys I'm going to talk about from the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. I mean. Mate, they were just getting bashed every time they kicked a football. And normally they are the halves. Normally they are the slightly smaller guys. So normally they're giving away 40 kilos to these front rowers that are shooting out of the line, hitting them when they're off balance and not watching. Like, it is brutal. And to be able to have the amount of skill they've got for how tired they would be, how much their bodies would be hurting whilst they're doing it is really impressive. And for me, you know, there's there's a couple of guys that were probably just before... 
uh, my time that when I watch tapes, I look back and I just think, wow, their kicking games are unbelievable. Peter Sterling's the first one, and he, you know, he, he was playing with a leather brick essentially, and the control he had over a ball was sensational. I mean, you know, he he didn't have the same sort of touch that these guys had now, but he would just seemed to be a mile ahead of the other kickers in the game at the time. Really impressive from Sterlow, one 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 of the all time greats, of course. Um, Ricky Stewart's probably the standout for me. His long kicking game was like nothing I think we'll ever see again. And, you know, the balls nowadays, they're literally designed to move smoothly through the air. Yeah, they're made on a computer. The grips on them are in a certain way so that they flow through the air really, like, a lot easier. And I just think that the way that Ricky Stewart used to control the ball and, you know, we used to have these kicking jewels in rugby league. And if you don't know what they are, jump on YouTube, type up kicking jewel. There's one that he has with Dale Shearer, I believe, in State of Origin. And, I mean, poor old Dale Shearer, he, he needed a cannon on the end of his foot to even keep up with Ricky Stewart. Um, and it essentially was a battle for field position. And, I mean, to have the balls to take on Ricky Stewart in that, I don't, I don't know if it's ballsy or stupid. It's probably where they both meet. But Ricky Stewart, the control he had over a ball was simply unbelievable. Um Another guy that I always look back, and I, I think his kicking game's really underrated. The guy that I always look back whenever I watch these old Penrith games is Greg Alexander. He had a fantastic touch on the ball. Um, was sort of the main guy at Penrith for a long time there, and his touch was simply incredible. Uh, then we get to, you know, the 2000s, and Joey and Freddie and, and, and Darren Lockyer, more so Joey and Freddie, these two were just unbelievable. The touch they had and the, the clutch moment kicks that they could come up with were simply incredible. Um, I, I'll never, you know, Freddie just used to drop a bomb on a 10 cent piece like he was in his accuracy was unbelievable Freddie uh and you know same, same with Joey the amount of times I mean I'm thinking of Origins I'm thinking the 02 Grand Final I think Joey did it in the 01 Grand Final as well as Freddie doing it in the 02 like they would come up with these clutch 4020s when their team needed them and you know the the thing that I always remember is after they kicked those 4020s they're running down they're yahooing they're g up the rest of their team it just took their teams to another level um, you know, Joey's kicking game in 05, that was absolutely off its head. You know, there's a kick there that he does from halfway where he hits the upright and Anthony Minicello scooting knowing that Joey's going to hit the upright. Like, that is unbelievable. Just simply incredible. Not to even mention Joey. You know, I, I remember being a kid. I, I, I was talking to Jackson Hastings the other day and he was saying that he learned how to kick just simply off that t- that DVD that um, Andrew Johns brought out which just talk, talked about how he how he connects with the ball, how he just goes down to the park and he just learns how the ball moves when you kick it a certain way, how it changes, how you angle it, how you make it turn before the dead ball and all these amazing skills. And Joey also had the banana kick. I mean, when we first saw the banana kick, I'll never forget that first one he did and uh, Johnny Morris was out on the wing. He caught it and scored that try. That was just unbelievable. Like, that was like nothing we'd ever seen before. And that weekend, everyone was out there trying to do it. I remember going to the park and just going, fuck, how am I going to do that sort of thing, you know? Like, Joey was just something else. Same as Freddie. Um, and another guy from that era, I think I spoke about him the other day, that I think is incredibly underrated. I think he's got one of the best kicking games ever, especially short kicking game, was without a doubt Brent Sherwin, uh, the Canterbury halfback, you know, through the 2000s into the early 2010s, I believe. Definitely during the 2000s. He was obviously their halfback in the 04 grand final. And, mate, his short kicking game, he just had the ball on an absolute string shifty Sherwin. He really was something else. Um, you know, he, he had this really special connection with Hazem El-Masri where Hazem had come in off his right wing and he'd just pop up around the middle whenever there was a little opportunity. And you could just see shifty. 
if he knew that the fullback was in the tackle before, if, if the fullback was at mark or they were stuck behind the ruck, he just came up with the perfect kick every single time. A really smart footballer and one of the best kicking games we've ever seen. I'll always have Shifty right up there. I'm not sure if there's a better a guy that's had a better short kicking game. There's been better footballers than Shifty, don't get me wrong, but I think he's got the best short kicking game we've seen, to be honest with you. He was incredible. Uh, Scotty Prince was another one from that era I thought was unbelievable. Uh, he had just total control over his kicks. He had a lot of creativity in him as well. And another guy around that era that was the same was Matty Orford. Uh, these two, they had a lot of really creative kicks there. Their, their little chip kicks, their little banana kicks that they would have learned off, you know, watching Joey, they were really incredible. And Scott Prince, he, geez, he could hit a field goal. Yeah, he, he, he could hit a clutch field goal. He was a really solid goal. You know, same as Matty Orford. Um, Chrissy Sando is another one I'll never forget. He cops a lot of shit, but, like, when he was on, his kicking game was unbelievable. He would just pin you into corners. He could kick field goals from his own 55. He was incredible. Uh, another guy that he played alongside that, I mean, I don't think he's overly remembered for his kicking game, and that's fair enough. But, geez, if you were ever pinned in your own 30 on last tackle and you wanted to clear the ball, I'm sorry. You're giving the ball to anyone but Jared Hayne. Geez, he had such a shoe on him. And, I mean, you probably didn't see enough of it. But when Hainsey just put all of his foot into a ball, my God, it just flew. I'll never forget there was that Origin Series, that 2014. People don't talk about it either, but whenever they were in trouble... Hainsey would just jump up and put in a 60-metre spiral like, and just get them out of trouble instantly. The, the boot that Hainsey had, that was that was something really special, Jared Hain. He was an absolute freak. Cooper Cronk's another one, obviously. You know, I, I always talk about Cooper Cronk, um, you know, the architect of success. And people want to tell me, oh, you know, I'd rather Thurston at halfback because he'll, he'll hit the clutch field goal in the 78th minute. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I understand that, but... You know what, Cooper Cronk, he'll hit 19 out of 20 perfect kicks in the first 77 minutes that bury you in corners. He doesn't have to beat you with a field goal in the last three minutes because he'll beat you in the first 75. Kicking to corners, just an absolute machine. And, you know, I spoke about Joey, how he changed the game with his banana kick. Dude, do you remember when Cooper Cronk first unleashed that, like, windscreen wiper kick? That was unbelievable. He'd get the ball in front of the sticks or on the right-hand side with his right foot, and he would swing it all the way across his body and hit the winger on the chest. And it was, you know, it would sort of go, it would swing over the in goals, then come back into the field of play. So by the time it hit the winger, it wasn't coming sideways. It was almost coming back at them. Like, you you pretty much can't defend that. It makes it makes the jump. If you've got a guy like Daniel Tupa, or who, who would he have been kicking to? Probably GI at that point. I mean, you, you pretty much can't defend that. The ball's coming from behind you, essentially, straight into the, the winger's face who's got the jump on you. I mean, if the kick's right and the jump's right, I'm sorry... What are you going to do? And, and, mate, the amount of times Cooper Cronk got that one exactly right was simply incredible. I love the way that Cooper Cronk used to attack. He was just... He would just put you into corners. He would just make your sets harder and harder and harder. And he would know before each and every game which corner he needs to kick to, where his opposition makes less metres coming out of, which corner you need to put them out of. I mean, if they had a star fullback like a Hainsey or someone, like they they, 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 they essentially had to change the rules because Cooper Cronk was too smart. He just eventually just started. If they had a star fullback, he'd kick the ball dead. Yeah, wouldn't let him return the ball. He was just such a smart footballer and, you know, all the way to the very end of his career, such a fantastic kicking game, a guy I've got so much respect for. Uh, moving to some of the guys in the modern game, and for me, Adam Reynolds, he's still got the best kicking game by far and away in our game. He is simply unbelievable, Rendiggity. He, um, and, and he's got everything in his kit bag. He can hit a clutch field goal. He's got a fantastic short kicking game. His long kicking game is fantastic. Hits 40-20s here and there, and... 
got a brilliant bomb where he gets these floaters that go up that are just so hard to handle. And Adam Reynolds, I, I think what has really impressed me over the last few years is his kick selection. So he just, he just seems to know what kick he needs for what moment. And I, you know, for me that that's eighty percent of the battle. And that's you know you, you see a lot of these guys that, that that come into the game and you see them put in these good kicks, but then they're putting in the wrong kits at the wrong. Like they might be good kicks, but they're the wrong kick for the right time. And Cooper, and sorry, uh, Adam Reynolds, he just never seems to get that wrong. I mean, how often do you see Adam Reynolds put a ball dead? It forces so many line dropouts, and he just does it so consistently. I've got a lot of time for Adam Reynolds and his kicking game. I think he's by far and away the best right now. Uh, another man whose kicking game I've got all the time in the world for, and he's copped a bit of shit over the last few months, is Nathan Cleary. Um, the kicking game he's got at the age he's got is simply incredible. Um, I, I'm really interested to see how he develops his kicking game because... I'm honestly, I'm not sure how much better it could get right now. I mean, I, I, I think there's lessons to be learned from you guys like Joey and Freddie after you hit a 40-20. You've got to be G and your team up. You're going into the red zone, yeah? And I saw in Origin 3 there when he hit an absolute pearler. Yeah, he was very calm, very controlled. I want to see him a little bit animated. I want to see him G's side up. But just his kicking game, I, he's, just, he's just got it all. For the age he's at, he shouldn't be kicking like that. I mean, the amount of times he's hitting... You know, especially that, that that spot that he was hitting all season where it was Stephen Crichton, Villiami, Kikau. He just made it awkward, yeah? Like, he never overkicked one that went to Josh Mann, so he always puts them in that spot, which means that your centers or your second rowers or your halfback, they have to get up, and they're not ready for that ball. They can't compete with a Stephen Crichton, Villiami, Kikau. Especially when he would do those kicks and, you know, they do the little Jack and Jill play where they just tap it back and either a Kikau or a Jerome Luai is ready. And you can see Josh Mansell, he's standing out there on the paint just waiting for it. Yeah, they know where that kick's going. They know it's going into the mid-range for a tap back and then get it to the winger and then Josh Mansell will finish. Uh, Nathan Cleary, you know, also his clutch field goals. I've spoken over with a couple of these guys. Like, he has just got it all, Cleary. And he, he could potentially finish as one of the best kickers we've ever seen. I think he's got so much ability. He's got the goal-kicking um, ace up his sleeve as well. as unbelievable goal-kicker. Uh, one last guy I want to talk about, and this is a guy that I think his kicking game is incredibly underrated. I don't think people are talking about it enough yet, but and, and I think it's because he's not the main kicker in his team, but I think as he develops, the touch he's got on a ball is like no one else. He is, he is right up there with Adam Reynolds and Nathan Cleary, but he's not the main kicker in his team, and that's Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown's touch on a ball is unbelievable. Another guy for the age he's had, he shouldn't have the touch he does. The, 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 he just gets the perfect depth on just about every kick he does, especially his short kicking game. It's really impressed me, and I think it's going to become a hallmark of his game over the next few years. And I think you'll see Mitch Moses, he'll start to kick less and less. I think he'll still be the dominant kicker in their team for as long as he's there. But I'm telling you, Dylan Brown, he's got a touch that not many others do. Really, really impressive. Another guy is Cameron Munster. He's really developed. Jack Whiten as well, two left foot kickers as well there. I'm pretty sure Jack Whiten's left foot, but I, I, I know Cam Munster is. And, you know, the the addition of having a left foot kicker like a Wade Graham in your team just makes a world of difference. But Dylan Brown, he's one I think you should keep an eye on. Keep an eye on his kicking game over the next few years because the age he's at, it shouldn't be as good as it is. And it is really impressive. I'm really interested to see where he goes. And the other thing is, he's going to have Joey in his camp. Yeah, he's part of that Parramatta Hill system last year. He wasn't able to really help them because of COVID. Once he gets a bit more of a tuition from Joey... A guy, Dylan Brown, he could be absolutely anything. I will not be shocked in the slightest if in eight years he is the best player in our game by far and away. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.